Yo, welcome back to another edition of the pod. It's your boy Deuce with my boy Al. What up, Al? What's going on, man? Uh, many questions, especially the last couple of weeks. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Don't try to so keep it light. You know, if you want the full you to- scoop, you know, go to the news. But I'm not here to reenact, uh, you know, the, the the media cycle right now. Not at all. A very sad couple of weeks. Um, before we get started, though, I just feel like it would be wrong not to at least offer some thoughts and, and prayers and condolences to uh, victims of the Buffalo shooting as well as the Texas shooting. Um, sad, um, and it's just a sad state the world is in. And no one's really standing up to really do anything, and it's sad. Um, but I don't want to go too far into it because this is a, a fun time. This is a fun thing that me and my boy do um, on a bi-weekly basis. It's not something to get sad about or have sad feelings and thoughts. Um, so, the other news. Well, Let's talk I, about Shannon. Huh? I, well, I will say two things about that. Well, I didn't want you to get upset and angry. No, no, that's cool. I, I how it is. I've cooled off. Uh, to an extent. <laughs> One, agree hardly what you're saying. Two, I mean, I would argue people are doing something. Their usual rounds of pointing the finger. Uh, yeah. Three, mental health is a real thing. However, if your mental health leads you to want to massacre your innocence, I would say start with yourself, see how it goes, and then take it from yeah, but For sure. That's all I got to say. But also, parents, like, my boy said mental health is a real thing. Take um take notice of your child's mental health and do what you can to make sure that they're also sound in that point on that realm as well. I don't want to tell anybody how to parent, I don't have children. But I, I would think that if your mental health is important as an adult during these days and times, your child's mental health is very important as well. So we have to take agency over that as well as parents. Um, but tell that bird uh, we're making the show. Shut up, bird. <laughs> oh, let me, you know, let me close the window because that is kind of annoying. Come on, man. This is this is at uh, least an interesting story, right? Before we get yeah. into the story, <laughs> wildlife decided to build a nest in my girlfriend's car. Wait, how's that even? How's that even possible? How'd they get in there? They got under the hoods somehow and built a nest. She's like a big while truck or having something? that nest. Huh? She's like a big truck or something? She uh, has a, a, a SUV. Okay. Hmm. Um, so it was able to get under the hood and build a little nest and like chew up her windshield wiper wires. Wow. So she, <laughs> she had to get that face. She's been so pissed off. And um, she thinks, I mean... We think it's squirrels. We think it's the squirrels just getting under there and doing whatever, especially with the chewing of the wires where they said squirrels like to chew the wires because they're soy-based, the, the insulation is anyway. Did not know that. So it ended up like her windshield wipers wasn't working like, and it was raining bad, like really, really bad the other day. So she couldn't see why she was driving. Mm. It was just a really bad thing. So wow. we had to get that fixed. But that just reminded me, the wildlife just be crazy in the suburbs. <laughs> That's, Crazy. Sorry, that's, I don't know. I was gonna say, oh, that's sweet. There's like a little nest building a car, but then it's like, no, that could no. went badly. Squirrels build nests. I didn't know that. Huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, they try to stay cool. I mean, not stay cool. Stay warm. 
warm during the uh, cooler days or colder days. Um, so Shannon Sharp versus Umar Johnson and the whole Bronny thing. Um, now we've talked about this. I told you that um, I don't know. There are some hangups about interracial um, dating and marriage um, relationships. Period. For um, you. I've had them. Okay. Uh, I've had them. And I've had them because of just the history of when you learn about um, race in this country, race around the world, really. How people of color have always been seen by white people or Europeans. And it just gives me pause. Now, I've grown up. I, I like to think I just... At this point in my life, I really don't care. Like, at this point, like, whoever somebody chooses to want to be with, that's on them. Mm. Um, I hope you're happy. Be happy if you're... I hope you're doing it for happiness. Um, I hope it's genuine. But sometimes I don't think it's always genuine. Hmm. Wait, what do you mean? I don't... I think that there's sometimes fetishizing that goes on both sides when it comes to interracial relationships. But that's not for me to judge or for my call to make. But I do know there's a thing. Mm. Um, so that's my whole point. That's like that, that. That's where I come from with it. Um, if it makes you happy, do you? But I do think that sometimes it's a fetish instead of genuinely finding love in mm. another race. Okay. So I guess I'll start off by saying, according to Umar Johnson, he didn't put that out. He while he does have issues or concerns with interracial dating. He said he didn't say anything about it. Do what you want to do. Uh, you know, so. It's, it's a whole receipt of him saying, I'm sure um, Shannon Sharp and the rest of the Snow Bunny, whatever, committee or whatever. He claims. Like, he, he already <laughs> put it out there. He claims that he doesn't run that account. Like, he doesn't know who runs that account. So he okay. claims he's like I didn't say that I don't necessarily. He's like we should have the right to like disagree on it. I do hope you come back to black women, but you know it is what it is. Uh, it was funny because he was like I think some ne- so what did he say? Negro pens are probably behind this. I thought it was funny, uh, but <laughs> but um, I do think there is this weird thing that happens where interracial dating is either cool or not cool depending on, like, the people involved. Like, case in point, with, like, Bronny, he's a kid, what, 17, 18? I don't know what the kid is now. He goes to prom with a girl, who's a white girl, and people lose their minds. You're disrespecting your mother. How can you do this? He learned from his <laughs> father. Just going like, like, where are you guys getting all this crazy stuff from? He's a kid who goes to a school... He met a girl, they hit it off, they went to prom. Like, why is it this whole, why are we putting all these weird sort of uh, explanations and rationales? And You know what, when I, when I saw the picture, the first thing I said was, good for him, she's pretty. Yeah, I was like, all right, he's a kid. Like, good for him. Yeah. But then it was like, I read the comments, it was like venom everywhere. I was like, God damn. But then it's weird, because then on the flip side, you know, you'll see people have like, Generally positive responses 
if like a Serena Williams gets married to a non-black person or, you know, celebrity so-and-so, you know, gets out. Uh, so I don't, I don't get like it's, it's either you're cool with it or you're not cool with it. I think that's another issue, though. I think there's something. Um, there's an anti-black man that, that kind of has an anti-black man like uh, kind of like a hint of it. Because look. I mean, she didn't go Good Stacey Dash. Like I've never, I've never seen Serena say anything negative. She just you no, know. no, it it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not Serena didn't do anything. Oh, okay. All she did I was, was like, make a white man. Yeah, she just married. But like, with the know. comments, comments saying, "Good for you, good for you." Why? <laughs> Why is this better for her? Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. Why is this good for you that you're with a white man? What What is that? Well, we. It's that, that's that's some slavery mentality shit. So, if I've ever heard it. This is my opinion. Um, usually when I, you know, you kind of see that conversation and you dig into it, normally it's because the women have had very unsuccessful relationships with black dudes. So they assume like, oh, well, she must be going through the same thing I'm going through. So good for you, girl. You opted to not, you know, do what's best for you. You didn't feel obligated to stay with people who didn't treat you the way you want to be treated. My only retort would be that could be true. But my question would be, at some point, are you asking yourself, are you attracting a certain type of person? Because at some point, if you keep saying, like, all, every, every time in a relationship, it was the other person's fault, hmm, yeah, eh, you might have a type, and that type might be trash, and that's okay. That's not okay. You need, if you, you like, cleanse yourself. If you like trash, just acknowledge it. But don't pretend but they like— they don't like it. They don't like it, but they— you got to understand, sometimes we don't necessarily attract what we like. And it's because we're not what? doing something we should be doing. Like Sometimes we don't attract. If you Break that down for have me. a certain mentality, mm-hmm. or you have a certain aspiration, I should say. Okay. But you have a certain mentality is holding you back from that aspiration. You need to shake yourself with that mentality or that surrounding or that. If you have an aspiration for something better, you need to put yourself in those circles. Or put yourself in that mentality or mm-hmm. think, way of thinking so you can get those better things. You're not going to get them if you keep thinking the same way. But okay, that's fair. That that's fair. Kind of not that you are. Like, you're kind of going down like the, the Kevin Samuel sort of path. Like I hear you. No, that's true. Like it is. Like, it is. It's manifestation. We talk about manifestation all the time. But at some point, I do you on that path to getting where you want to go. Do you have to? Mess with the trash people along the way. You could just not. No, you, do it. you know, you really can't just be single. Until you figure your shit out. You could. That goes to Mary Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand why we got to feel like we got to be putting, like, we got to be laying down for somebody or, 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 or having sex with somebody during this process or journey. You could just stay to yourself and then figure your shit out and then be like, okay, now I'm ready to date. And you'll see there's better people out there for you because you figured your shit out. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. Like, it normally, if it's a black guy that gets with a non black woman, the women are mad. And then if it's the or vice versa, the guys are mad. I'm like, man, it doesn't matter. Date who you want to date. The only, I'd only say, my only caveat is, don't go Stacey Dash or Robin Griffin, the third, where you do this weird thing where it's like you've got to, like, put down the one group just to, like, further justify your choice of mating partner. I'm like, oh, okay, you could. But that's what we see a lot of that. We see a lot of. That, that's weird. And it's Owens, and it's like. Well, black man ain't shit. And it's like, come on, man. 
don't do that. It's well, I mean, she's doing that for a check. Um, but in the case of like a Stacey Dash or Robert Griffin, then maybe you could argue Stacey Dash was a bit more direct with it. It's like you're going out of your way to sort of create this weird narrative. It's like, hey, good for you. Yeah, they're awesome. You guys are trash. We didn't ask you any of that. We just said good for you and moved on. I don't understand what's the good for you. Like, would it be like less good for her if she was with another black man? Well, that's what. That's where I'd be like with the good for you. <laughs> I miss sometimes I, just a hint of that. I feel like you. I understand where you coming yeah. from. Good for you is just like you. Good for you. You found love. Yeah. But for some people, it's like good for you, girl. You got you a got her what. Like, as opposed to what? What's wrong with you? Why you hate yourself so much? Why they you, took you it, hate, why they you hate took, your father? They took your advice. They stopped, your playing the, they stopped playing the dumpster. They got out of the dumpster, and it worked out. It's just, but out of the dumpster don't mean a white man. It just means a better man. It means true. being white better. True. Now, that's <laughs> you, you, yeah, true. You're right. There is a weird thing where it's... And, and maybe it's the benefit... Uh, not necessarily. Maybe something you touched on earlier where it's one of those... Because like a lot of your romantic, if a lot, if not all your romantic experiences are with like you know black a black man or black woman, the minute you get like a decent person of the other group, you go, oh, that's my, that had to be what it was. They're not black. It's this weird sort of like I went through all this pain. You went through all this pain for a variety of reasons. And fun fact, you know, out of all the women that I've dated, I've dated every race but a, a white woman. Huh. I did not know that. Uh, fun fact. I didn't know that. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> why, why is that good for me? <laughs> because you didn't, you explored life. You didn't go, you know what? I We have a connection. I'm not going to talk to her because she doesn't look a certain way. Oh, no. No, that's not, well, not every race. Come on now. Mm-hmm. But I've got a good three or four others. No, this sounds like a fetish. No, 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 no. It's good you. Just, it's, I, I look at it as, <laughs> as experiences, honestly. I'm going to talk my way out of this one. No, I look at it as experience. Like, you do want to understand different types of people. Let me take this shovel away from you. Let me take this shovel away. You keep digging that. No, nah, I'm just playing. No, no, no. No, but that, that is a fun fact. Just It just never happened, actually. Um, it's just more of a coincidence type thing. I don't look for those types of situations. No, it's just whatever happens. I was messing with you, but no, yeah. you've, you're real. Uh, sorry, let me, you go here, I'll cut you off my bat. But some people do look for certain situations, like what I was just describing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's where I'm coming from with the fetishizing part, man. You don't do that. It, that's disrespectful, too. That is one of the reasons when I was single, I was, it never really hit it off with, like, white women. Because it was, it wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm white. You're black. That doesn't matter. We just vibing. It would always be this weird. You having the conversation. They would get. You could tell it was kind of like some weird sort of. Well, yeah, you know, I've never been with a black guy. You guys, you know, big and muscular. I'm like, okay, well, nice meeting you. Uh, I'm gonna go now. Or they're saying like very things where things where it's like they just want to know if certain things true. It's exciting. I'm like, okay, I, I'm I'm not your, the Brickershaw fantasy. Sorry, ma'am. Because I've had non-black women go like. You probably day white girls. I'm like, why? Well, you, you don't act black. I was like, what does that mean? Wow. 
Yes. Wow. I'm like, I, you know, I've caught that too. Yeah. I've caught that too. I'm like, what? Well, I don't know what that means. I don't, I didn't know there was like a, a we have like a, a set parameter of personalities we're allowed to be. Should I wear a do rag and eat fried chicken? Would that make me more? It was weird. It was, it was very strange. One of our homeboys. The boys, funny thing with me, like, I don't have like enough game to, to go after a certain woman. It kind of happens. Like, it has to happen organically. I don't, oh, excuse I, don't me. I don't have. You heard that? Uh, they come to me. I don't go to them. Okay. All right, play. That's not, that's care. not what I said. That's I what said I heard. Things just kind of happen. I don't have control over these situations. Mm-hmm. So to actually be going on hunting out for di- certain types of women, I just feel like I've never really gotten to happen. I've got I got homeboys that was kind of their mission. Like, oh, let me just check these boxes. I'm like, they're people, but it's vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> it's people, not boxes. I mean, they're they're you know, it's vice versa. I've got homegirls who've done it too. I'm just like, mm, all right. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes eh. I think it's something that you do in your early twenties, man. When you get a certain age, you grow up out of it. I'm sure. Or you get locked down by the right person. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention anybody's names, but definitely someone in the crew was. I remember the famous statement: uh, "I gotta get me a Latin." And I, I remember <laughs> asking why, uh, and it was shit. Why not? It's like okay, <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. That's pretty definitive. That sounds like your twenties. <laughs> I I would hope. Shit, why not? But I mean. Um, but also, so coming out of this whole uh, Bronny photo situation, right? Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of chatter again about LeBron James having a secret family. Wait, what? Yeah, you looked up and you came back down. I got you. Yeah, LeBron James <laughs> having a secret family. <laughs> Apparently, he has a secret family in Arizona. It's a white woman. Oh, Lord. The, the the comment said. Oh, he like him just like his daddy do. And I was like, wait a minute. His daddy is married to a black woman. But no, apparently LeBron has a secret family in Arizona and it's a white woman. He has a child and everything. Like he has time for that. So I would say get therapy. (laughs) Whoever was like, that's right. Because that just sounds like they're stripping with a lot of pain and trauma. Get therapy, whoever said that. And as far as I know, the man's squeaky clean, but life is complicated. Things do happen. And you are a giant athletic man who has more money than God. So it's quite possible. It's possible. It's a possibility. Who knows? It's a possibility, but I mean, I mean, just don't see where you would have a time to do everything. I mean, Jordan had a woman in every city. He played it. I mean, but he spends a million dollars on, like, his body maintenance, which means he's going through treatment, like, every fucking day. When do you have time? If he's got time to post on social media and have goofy times, he's got time for a side chick. But... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense for me. I mean, to me, I wouldn't have time for it. I mean, is it abnormal that NBA... Is it abnormal... Not even the NBA players that... Dudes who are very successful might be more, have more options than the regular Joe. No, no, no. no. I'm, his options are, are wide open. Uh, so. LeBron James could probably have any woman he wants, but I just don't see the time. Like for you to actually be this family man, to uphold the image with your wife, to run all the businesses that you run, to make sure that you're the best play- basketball player in the world every year. When you have time. 
I would ask the same thing. I, I, I just look at, I just, I, like, you have to be a little bit worse of a player, a little bit mm. less active in the business world. Would you? To have time for a whole second family. You know what I mean? I f- like, he's comp- he's very, very productive and successful. I don't I don't see how you would just have time. I, you must be, like, be able to buy time. Like, you're so rich, you're just buying time, LeBron James, to I, have another family. I, in fairness, men have perfected having side families for thousands of years. I, I did. I never understood it. Like, wait, where do you find the time? You got all. You spend all this time at your regular family to make you yourself like a family man. But think you about got a whole other family. <laughs> but I guess my God, I, I get your point for LeBron. But think about like before we had technology and all this. If like granddaddy or great granddaddy went off to work, he was going like eight, nine hours a day at least. No one talked to him. You may have known where he worked, but you didn't know what he was doing. So he had all this spare time. Oh, well, not spare time. He had all this time where he was unaccounted for, essentially. So, you know, you got time, to, you know, and you know, as a man who has stuff together, uh, you know, keep, you know, well-groomed, whatever it is, you get offers occasionally. Well, that same man that you're talking about, like, that I got unaccounted time for, you missed him, right? You missed him. He was like, he's not that, he's not around that often, you know what I mean? You would say that at least. If the nigga's around all the time, when does he have time to have another family? That's what I mean. Like, LeBron James is not like an absent parent. No. Like, when he has the time to be a parent, he does that 100%. But or any, you- like, any man that you see uh, being 100% of a parent that he could be with the time that he has, the free time that he has if he's not working, how do you have time for that? I mean, family? you can be a good father. You have to have be an absent family. father. You can be a good huh? father, have a side family. You could. Jesus. Hey, you, <laughs> you know what? If you have, if you're being a good father and you have a side family, and you're being a good father to them too, it should be it shouldn't be a crime. <laughs> Nobody should be upset. You should be you should get awards for daddy of the year. Be able to have two families the and, and make them both happy to the mm. point they don't know that they're being cheated on or that your time is being divided. Amazing. Amazing. And you make money for both of them? Amazing. <laughs> to my amazing wife, you're watching this, that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> nope. I don't condone that statement. I am nope. I mess myself up. But uh, I, I, the last thing I'll say about that is I think it's what we talked about probably before. I think especially when someone on paper seems to have the life you want or at least you would aspire to have in some capacity and they almost seem um, inhuman, I think you look for things to humanize them. Like, oh, they're not perfect. Look at that. I, I think it's like we always try to find something. We latch on to something with celebrities or politicians or whoever it is or even – Somebody at job who may be number one you don't like. You try to find something about them that takes them down a notch in your mind to make you feel better. So let's I say mean, you just have a family. What does it matter? Humanizing is important. I think that I, that's actually a good thing. Um, it's not good in the way that they're doing. Um, because you're not humanizing to understand or to have a camaraderie with this person as another human being. You're you're in a way humanizing to dehumanize, if that makes a sense. If that makes sense. No, oh, I thought like, it was your own. You're humanizing to say, oh, look, he's not perfect. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, to try to denigrate him as though he's not a human in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, if he's allowed to make mistakes, we wouldn't look at these mistakes and point at them. I I don't think as I, I think in those cases, it's people solely doing it for their own benefit. It could be that. It could be that they're dehumanizing the person, but I think they are trying to make themselves feel better. I think it's that simple. Because if I'm living the life I want to live, 
I don't really care what Tristan's doing in that regard. I'm not like, oh, if you're winning, okay, why well, don't, I don't, why does that bother me? Why do I have to like, well, he's winning, but it took him a long time to do it. Well, he ain't really that good. Like, what's the point? That, that serves me no purpose. Yeah. It's, it's a waste of my energy. Yeah. I, to be honest, I do feel like a lot of that happens in sports with these mm. athletes just because, because of, like I said before, you're looking at people who are very consistent at this thing, right? Mm-hmm. A consistency that's very uh, unique and people don't achieve very often. Like, when I say that they're, they're geniuses in their field, like, people will be like, Man, they just play sports. And I get that. I get that they just play sports, and sports in a large landscape doesn't really do anything for anybody. But they're really good at it to the point where it's consistent to the point, like, genius-level consistency. Like, you know he's hitting 100 out of 100 shots in practice so that he can feel comfortable taking that shot in a game where the the odds aren't the same. (laughs) He's going to fail more times. uh, To those people, I would say... To your point, like, you may – I think there's a dissociation of just how good they are at something. Like, just try to do what they do or or try to play with someone who's in the par of that level. You will see mm-hmm. how different – you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then uh, – I'm on the second point, Jesus. I lost it. Ah, well. Shaquille Neal's getting 100 out of 100 free throws in practice. Like, you don't, you don't understand, to. like – You stand next huh? to Shaq. You try to stop him from going to, to the – Rim, it's a wrap. You're going to be like, huh. I mean. He could kill me if he wants to. Just the mere to. size of the human being makes them. <laughs> you know what, Al? I don't even have to go that deep into it. The mere you know, size of those, of those yeah. motherfuckers makes them inhuman to a lot of people. Like, it's hard to see them as human beings when they're six foot nine. You've never seen somebody that big <laughs> in your life. If this was an era before science and knowledge, <laughs> you would probably think there's some type of demigod or something like Exactly. You revere like, them as something like alien. Like, what the fuck is this? Like and that. people really act like that when they walk in the room. They 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 swoon around them because Jesus is he six nine. I mean, it is off putting. It can be if you're not used to it. But they're human, and at the end of the day, they make mistakes. So if LeBron James has a second family, stay out of his fucking business. That just means you got potentially more NBA players. So uh, <laughs> amazing. Oh, that was the second point. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you, you back? Yeah, it came back to my brain. I'm, I'm getting old. I think the last thing I'll say is um, one of the benefits of learning early that sports wasn't my thing was that I don't have any, I, I don't look at athletes with jealousy. Like, that could be that good if I just would have got that shot. Like, no, no. Just, I was okay at best. So it is what it is. I move on in life. Yeah, because you actually tra- played a sport to realize. <laughs> like, hmm. Please, there's differences here. People do work after practice. Huh. You just can't eat Doritos exactly. and watch TV all day. All right. Oh, you've been doing this since you were a five? Oh, wow. wow. You are 6'5 and 16 and 250. Okay. Exactly. Cool. This we're meant to do different things, sir. That's we're okay. to do different things. That's all right. So anyway. <laughs> so how did you feel about Cat Williams' comedy special? I thought it was cool. I don't think... Now, I have a thing. Like, when it comes to comedy specials, while I do sort of... I, I I will compare them to what I've seen before if it's a known comedian to me. I don't necessarily do the comparison in terms of was it as good as like whatever your best thing was. I just try to watch it sort of in a vacuum and just enjoy it for what it was. I thought... I was entertained, but it wasn't bad. 
I thought his audio was bad. Mm. That took like, away from you, I, like, I getting into it. Did, like, the, what was that? That took, like, away from you trying to, like, really get into, like, the set? Nah. But I thought the audio was bad. I think that that's, um... If I was Cat Williams, I would have been pissed off about that. But... His jokes... Like, the thighs and the wings thing, like... It was... The, it was I got, funny. Like, I, I laughed because he was funny because he executes like yeah. Cat Williams is a funny person, he funny really executor is. of his shit. Mm-hmm. But the the logic is really simple. If you're eating up all the wings, the thighs are left over, so that makes sense, bro. That's why you would have all these thighs. But I think you see you going too deep with it. <laughs> it, it, it I, no, no, it's not even that deep. It's not even that deep. Man. That was real surface level. It's too deep. It's real it, surface it, level. The, that was too. It's was, a joke. Two, two thoughts. It's a joke. No, I understand. I laughed. I, I laughed. God damn it, I said I laughed. But what, I, what I'm just I'm saying, saying is, <laughs> like, when I, like, that joke in particular, I wasn't like, he wasn't trying to, like, it wasn't like one of those, he's trying to really be introspective. He's just making, like, a very obvious, he's making a very, you know, surface level joke. It's just funny and goofy. He's just being goofy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, that's but he, why. Did, he did ask a question, like, why <laughs> Why do we have all these thighs left? Or I was kind of like, um, he kind of reminded me of, like, the homeboy who gets, like, who gets lifted and then he just starts like saying these things that sound really profound in his mind. It's like, no, it's pretty straightforward. So I just thought it was him being goofy. <laughs> That's what I got out of a lot of the comedy set. Yeah, he was just, he was just having fun. I love that though. I love I love a drunk uncle. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Perfect analogy. a lot of drunk uncle. I love a drunk uncle. Perfect analogy. Let him talk. So, I thought... Until he was- gets out of hand. Then you gotta ring him in. <laughs> it's like, all right, uncle, it's not uh, 1980. You can't say certain things anymore. You can't say Oriental. People, I'm somebody that. said that recently around me. Who I forget who it was. <laughs> I was just like, well, we're here now. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Like it, it's there's this constant, and I know it's it's part of person being an entertainer. This sort of constant comparison to like, oh, this is a Pimp Chronicles. Like, oh, he's falling off. Oh, this and that. I'm like, it's art. You're not always gonna like everything an artist does, but. But to be fair, these are the same critics that spoke glowingly about those other pieces. Like, you gotta take with the good, the good with the bad when it comes when you produce art, man. People gonna criticize it from both angles. You gotta have thick enough skin to be able to say <clears throat> they didn't like it as much. Oh well, I mean, I, I liked it. It's my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you're proud of it in a way that they can't be. Um, so you you should be understanding if their criticism isn't what you thought it would be, don't take it personal. They don't have the same attachment to the art that you do. Um, so they'll never understand how the progression of the artist or how this piece should be looked at individually instead of compared to the others. People always do comparisons. People compare LeBron James and Michael Jordan. People per- compare Prince and Michael Jackson, like even though that they're not even compa- comparable. Like People will always try to compare people because they want to... The, it, it's it's a simple conversation to have. It's it's like a basic debate that you can have with anybody. And so people just enjoy having those. But I guess with the art thing, and that's, that's the, the, I can't really argue to that one. I guess for me, if you want, like, Pimp Chronicles comes to mind, just go watch Pimp Chronicles. Like, that's, I, you're right. You don't have to like everything an artist does. That's fair. But doing this whole, like, you see it every time, like a Kevin Hart. 
Every time I have a new special, it's like, oh, this isn't as good as such and such. I'm like, okay, then just go watch it. I would say that they're all the same, and he's using, mm. he's using the same jokes over and over again. But <laughs> that's somebody who's giving you what you want. He's get, he's playing the hits. Like, mm. that's actually the Bruno Mars of being a comedy. He's just giving you hits every time. <laughs> Bruno Mars. Hey, I'm going to take this art form from the 80s and 70s that you don't remember and bring it back. Yep. But I'm not, I'm not gonna front him. Uh, the album he did with Anderson Pac is pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. It's decent, but it's neither one of their best work. Oh, here we go. Here we go. See, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's best gonna criticize word. different way. This is the this is the argument. Not argument. This is like why I'm anti. Like always trying to compare everything because you don't really enjoy what you're listening to. I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying if I'm busy trying to compare, like this isn't as good as such and such. <clears throat> We all do that, though. You don't think to yourself, the feeling I got from this album isn't the same as the feeling I get from this album. Like, regardless of who the artist is, it could be the same artist. Like, I know that I got a different feeling from when I listen to trap music than I listen to Urban Legend. But, and I like one of those feelings a little bit more than the other. That's how you create favorites within your own world. Like, you do it all the time. Everybody creates favorites. Everybody has favorites. Just people need to be honest with themselves and understand that they're your favorites. That doesn't make them better. Mm. Because it's your favorite thing or that you like it more does not make it sub- or objectively better. But I think that's one of the issues I have with the critique of, like, Kendrick's projects. If, like, they're constantly words like, he hasn't been Section 80 Kendrick in a very long time. So it's oh. like, like this whole, you're comparing pieces of art that really have, at best, a loose connection to each other. He's a different individual he was now than he was those years, at that time period. So I, I feel you. You make a good point. But I always try to, like, you know, keep that in mind. Like, it's unless that person's living the exact same life they were living when they made the original work, you're going to be hard-pressed if they're really trying to stretch themselves, like really just incorporating their own lives into their work, for it to be like a carbon copy with some updates. Sometimes it works and you dig it. Sometimes it doesn't really vibe with you. It doesn't get to your point. You don't get the feeling you were expecting. And you go like, oh, this is not really for me. And that's okay. I just don't like the whole yeah. the, the doom and gloom. Oh, this is trash. Oh, I don't like this. What What is this? This is, this is, this is god-awful. <clears throat> I try to... I try to um, because you say that about the like a lot of the new music. What I would say is, if it's professionally made and recorded, that's like you could tell. You could tell professionally made is somebody's mixtape from off the street. You know what I mean? Like you could tell what's professionally made, and if it does not sound professionally made, then I'd say, okay, sir, this is trash. You can say that this is trash because it doesn't sound coherent or professionally made. Mm. I can understand that. But when you don't like something and you not liking something makes you say it's trash. I just feel like, okay, you're just, you're giving me a simple response. I can give you detailed reasons why I think the music, like a lot of music I hear today is trash. There's no narrative. (laughs) It's not. It's copycat. There's no originality. I'm not hearing a story. I'm just hearing buzz phrases. You're copying the last guy's cadence and flow because it's popular. I'm, I listen to what you say, and I'm like, okay, what are you actually saying? Oh, you're not saying anything. Okay. 
You're saying what the last 20 guys said with this very similar production. This is this is garbage, sir. Okay. About- Some would say that you're now you're overthinking music. Mm-mm. Because a lot of music is not being made with all that in, in mind. It's just being made to create a feeling. And sometimes, yeah, they want to make create the same feeling that the last project made. I think it's a mistake too. I think it's a mistake too, but there's no story. That doesn't mean it's You're not telling me anything. Not all songs tell a story, yeah. That's not true. All songs it, tell it a story. Not all songs tell a story. Give me a give me a song that doesn't tell a story. It could be a um, simple story, but every song has a story. It's, you're, if there are no lyrics, I'd be with you. Like you can kind of paint your own picture. But if you have lyrics, you're <clears> literally <throat> telling me a story. It could be a very small story. But it can't just be name fancy car, have sex with certain woman. You niggas act that, that that's a, like it's a, you're telling me a story. It's a terrible story, but you're telling me one. Okay. Now, at one point you made, I forget who the artist was. You you I for, I can't I'm drawing a blank. I don't think it was Uzi. I forget who it was. Like some years ago, you were like, ain't really about his lyrics. It's the vibe being created. And I was like, okay, I can get that. Who? I forget who. It was, I don't know if it was Uzi Vert. It was some, this was probably like four or five years ago. We were kind of having a conversation. I was like, I just can't really get into it. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're giving lyrics about how much better you are than somebody, you're not really telling a story there either. You are. Your story is, I'm better than you. Hey, hey. And a lot of niggas do that nowadays. That's usually, usually what the music is basically about. They did it when we were younger. But at least it was, it was a, okay, you give me reasons. I'm better than you. Why? It's usually just clever puns. If you got enough clever puns and you got a catchy hook, give me we something. got a song. Give me something. We got a song. Give me something. But I intentionally <laughs> listen to what you're saying. Like, hey, let me listen to what you're actually saying. You put the effort in to make them to put words. And I would say that Lil Uzi Vert, if you listen to him, you should just be looking for clever puns and a decent beat. I'm not I, Uzi and a Vert, catchy hook. I, this isn't me talking about Uzi Vert. I'm, I'm, I'm I know. I know. I'm just saying, just like in general, like if you talk about, like a lot of people don't like him because they'll say his music is trash. <laughs> and I'll say it's not trash. You just don't like it. He's got it he's got clever tra- puns. He's got catchy hooks, and he's got a decent beat. All those is there? You one may not that, like the song, <laughs> but he's got that. Is there a clever pun from him that comes to mind for you? You're like ah, I like that. You may not know off the top of your brain. There's a couple. Yeah, hey, um, I just didn't know if you knew off the top of your head. I'm not great with memorization. No, nah, you're good. So. I'm not gonna do like, oh, you can give me one. That would be a valid point. Like, no, you just don't know. You, put me, you put me, put me on the spot. Like, I was curious. Uh, right now, I was scared. Like, a what comes to mind? But no, hey. think about my next point, not a, not nah, a song. Nah. So, but I will say it when I hear. If I keep hearing an artist's music and it evolves. Let me phrase, or it gets to a point to where I like I said you last time with Young Thug. I didn't like Young Thug when he first dropped. I didn't like him for a couple of years, but at some point in his career, something either I, my taste changed or he sort of kept playing with like what he was doing, and it resonated with me. I was like, ah. Have you heard Jeffrey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Jeffrey is, and I was like, it's oh. like his best joint. Yeah. Now, like, am I going to sit here and say like I play him all the time? No, but I'm like, all right, I like some of his stuff. Anyway. But they're not rapping for me. They're not. I'm 37. They don't care what I think. I mean, I can I can actually be a person to buy a concert and merch and all that. I got the money for it. But they don't care about me. We all do comparison shopping. And that's all we doing with the artists when we say, oh, it wasn't as good as this or as good as that. <clears throat> but 
But you have to challenge yourself when you read that comment, when you hear it, you have to challenge yourself to remember that's somebody's opinion. <laughs> and when they say that they don't like something, it just means they don't, I mean, or something's not good. When they say that something's not good, it means they don't like it. It does not mean it's not good. Like why people get caught up with, oh my God, you said this, you said this isn't good. And it's like, remember where it's coming from. A person just like you. And we all got opinions. <laughs> that was- first take, that whole debate culture has really ruined the way people think. Because mm. it, has, it has like leaked into the mainstream where we got to debate everything and everything has to be, well, you don't like that, so you think it's bad. No, I, I don't like it, so I don't, it's not for me. There's some nuance in these things that we can have. We don't have to think black and white about everything. So do you have nuance for Jason Whitlock? His opinions? <laughs> I hate the fat shame. But for him, it's okay. The things he says things. I feel like he says it's very it's a fact male Candace Owens. It's like you're trying to piss black people off. Um, and you can't think this way. And for people who don't know what we're talking about, Jason Whitlock uh, had some recent, I mean, a few tweets, but one that jumped out that got him in hot water was, I'm not defending the actions of the officers, but we've demonized law enforcement to the point there are far fewer rewards for being a hero, for taking risk. When your culture makes George Floyd the hero, real heroes stand down. Culture has, wait, what? Oh, culture Culture has consequences. Um. So George that's Floyd is isn't a is a is a martyr, right? Is a martyr because he was a victim of a horrible crime. Do you depict him as a hero, I mean, or do you see it not depict him, but do you see him in your mind as a hero? No, I see him as a victim or a prime example of what happens with poor police training and misconduct. What is he talking about? He's giving that he's virtual signaling dog whistle, whatever you want to say, yes. to those people who will vehemently push back whenever there's any kind of critique of law enforcement. Because they immediately go to if you start critiquing law enforcement and start asking them to, you know, have a certain standard or, you know, maybe reform the way they do things, you're now getting to this lawless place where you'll have extreme examples where, like, get rid of the police and totally, and it's going to be anarchy, and it's going to be, you know, riots in the streets. And they'll point to, they'll throw in, like, the governor of Texas threw in Chicago, for example. Um, or they'll point to when, was that Seattle? I forget where they tried, like, in this little area, they tried to do, like, non-policy for a while. And, you know, had mixed results. It's just one of those things where, what you're just saying, it's either black or white, you're either with me or against me. And you can't, you telling me to be accountable for my job, which is very important, is somehow you being anti-police, which I'm like, all right, that's just not conversation. I'll, I'll tell you what culture right is. Culture right is a government system in which instead of taking accountability and getting shit done, they point fingers mm. every four years and in between those four years. Instead of <clears throat> actually trying to do something, you're more worried about grabbing votes and creating slogans like culture rot has consequences, like George Floyd is a hero. No one said that. You're creating this. You have the media. You, you do have your own conservative and 
there are liberal media outlets. You're creating this. Like you create these, George Floyd is a hero. No one said that amongst the black community. We see George Floyd as a victim of a horrible crime. Not a hero because no one was saved. Who got saved in that moment? How could there be a hero? You're doing, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a pointless system. Nothing ever changes. It's the same problem since the 60s, since the 50s, since the 40s. Saw a documentary called Exterminate the Brutes. It's really something that's been going mm. on Never since the Roman Empire, to be honest with you. Mm. It's always been exterminating anything that has color because white males should be dominant. Wait, was the Roman thing, was that about the, how they exterminated the Gauls? They exterminated the Gauls. Ah, yes. okay. That's, okay. That's the first... But they've been saying shit like Africa starts at the Pyrenees. Like they have no, they have they have no uh, respect for anyone with any color, and from from coming from any South American, African, from any continent that they don't deem as Christian white male, it's the same shit being permeated. It's the same shit that Buffalo, mm. that situation. He's speaking the same hype. It's the, I mean, the same hate. White rep- replacement theory. It's been going on since forever. If we don't kill them, they'll kill us. It's been going on since forever. And you are. And now you're a black man speaking the same rhetoric. You're silly. You look stupid. I agree. And you look for so many, you should be speaking on why things shouldn't be going this way. How George Floyd is a victim, not a hero. You're trying, like you said, dog whistles. So you got the certain, you're getting the certain backing of your constituents your 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 boss is your daddy low key you, you work for fox news and that motherfucker got his hand right up your ass jason whitlock i think what irritates me about jason whitlock i didn't mean to cut you off sorry about that is i've that? you know been he obviously he's been a media personality for a long time and he's clearly a smart person and i've seen him been able to, i've seen him previously been able to have conversations where he's able to like have a, a point of view but also have a layered nuanced conversation and it's like him choosing to intentionally take that away, especially in the spot he's in, where you could have like, all right, if you, even if you do feel you more lean towards the the conservative side of like the conversation, that's fine, but at least have like the have like it in its completeness, so you're having a chance to have that dialogue. So people who may watch you, who may not other, who may not hear the other side of the conversation, can get a different perspective instead of just stirring the pot. That's my concern. Well, I, outside of him being a conservative. He's, he also believes that we are wrong. Mm. And when I say we, I mean black. I know what you mean. Blacks. Yep. We are wrong and we need to be more like them. Mm. Somehow, somewhere, he adopted that mindset as a black man. That we need to get our shit together and we're the problem. And to an extent, depending on the context of what you're making a statement, I would agree. But I don't think you do a blanket statement where it's like, oh, because there are certain things collectively can be improved upon, that's it. Like That's our stance on everything. I'm like, I, I just I mean, don't agree you, with that mindset. You be on Twitter, Al, and every time I retweet one of his shits, is he's, he puts the same blanket on every situation. Mm-hmm, he does. Every police brutality situation. Well, what could he have done better? He's on the bottom. He's, he's being subdued. And he got shot in the back of the head anyway. It's like one person, you're, my, my retort to that is always, 
You're asking for the citizen, the untrained individual, to be the one that has the most tact and understanding of what to do in that scenario, not the one who— You're saying the authority shouldn't be in control of the situation. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, that, that I never understood that. So, yes, defund the police. The only, that's the case. The only way that makes sense to me is if you come out and say, you know what, there's this illusion that we're all like the super-trained SWAT team— cutting-edge sort of people, you know, in this field of law enforcement. But really, most of us are average at best. Like you and me. Like right. you and me. Now, of course, they can't say that. But if they were to say that's the reality, like a lot of times we're in situations where we don't know what to do and we are we panic, then I think they're still going to get shit. But people be like, okay, at least this, because you created this illusion, not you, but it's been an illusion in the media that they're like, you know, you guys are top, sharper mind, well-trained, all this money is going to you because you needed to stay trained and be ready for, like, any situation. So people expect that when these things come up, you're going to do that. And when it doesn't, it's like, well, are you guys choosing to do this or is it incompetence? I'll leave it there. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I would say that I've thought about maybe we should have military-trained people on our streets. Mm. But then that's too much because that's basically a militia running your government. <laughs> um, just because this is friendly territory, this is not war territory. I don't know if that, that would seem like uh, over-policing, maybe. What do you think? Like a martial law situation? Um, I just think that the, the, the training of an officer needs to be a little higher than, it needs to be almost military. Well, I guess it, because I'm not in the military, so I can't say for sure. But my understanding is they're trained for war. And yeah. it's there are parts where they do peacekeeping and they occupy areas. But it's like, I, I don't know if people would be willing to, you know, because if you mouthing off to, you know, a soldier, you might get popped in the face. Because their training is, all right, this isn't, this could go really badly really quickly, so let me neutralize this quickly. This could go, it could, it could get worse. And somebody who's military can go, no, that's not true. We go through lots of training to be able to do that kind of stuff. And if so, okay. Um, I think once you institute that type of approach, there might be unintended consequences. So. Yeah. That's just something I would like to talk to one of our friends about. Like, I, I would, not saying that I want the military here on our streets, but. Just that training, mm. training just got to be better on that end as far as law enforcement. Where's all the money going? Like a lot of cities' budgets, like, um, uh, is it Uvalde? I'm not sure how I pronounce the name of the town where the Uvalde. Like, apparently, according to articles reading yesterday, forty percent of the town's budget goes to the police, and they're asking for more resource. Actually, they're asking for other law enforcement from Texas to come in and protect them because they're afraid of, you know, people uh, attacking well, what's them. Well, what's their crime situation like? If it's a town where the crime is low, they don't have experience. Like, training is training. Mm-hmm. But experience, as you know, in any job, you go through your training, yeah. but then the actual job experience you get is way more valuable than any training you can get on your first two, three weeks on the job. So, so yeah. The experience is where you're not getting that because this isn't the type of crime you see every day. Right. So now you're overwhelmed. Even though so. there have been 
if if the report was accurate, there's been like a hundred, like over a hundred school shootings in like the last twenty years. I didn't even realize there was that many. I'm like really? If it's accurate, I, I didn't recognize a lot of the locations. I was like, oh, I have to look into them. I, I didn't even hear about this stuff. I've heard about the the really big ones, but I didn't hear about the other ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a bunch of little, like smaller shootings. They were saying this has been a really bad time for it. Um, having a conversation with my girlfriend is just like, she's always been like, where have the serial killers gone? Like in the eighties and nineties, you hear all these not see that come. About- <laughs> that dude, he caught Funny, me off right? guard. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, we were watching something. Oh, I was like, wait, what? You living with Dexter? We were, we were watching a documentary about, uh, Richard Rodriguez. Um, the night stalker. Okay. In okay. California. So, and she was like, well, we're all the serial killers. We don't really hear about them any, any, anymore. And I was, and we both came to the realization, like, the new serial killers are the mass shooters now. And mm. the disturbed youth are taking the guns, reading rhetoric online, um, being armed with misinformation, and attacking. Like, that little boy, uh, the Uvalde suspect, was an animal tor- torture, from what I read. So clearly, this is a sign of someone who has a propensity of violence. You got to pay attention to your, you know, your loved ones. Check on your loved ones, man. The mental mm-hmm. state of everyone is important. And that's where a lot of the, you know, hurt people hurt people. So we got to figure out why they're hurt and try to figure out, like you said, mental health is very important. Because it looks like that's what's going to be the downfall of our society. That's what I'm looking at. Mm. The, the kid in Buff- that did the thing in Buffalo. The pandemic, he's sitting his ass down reading bullshit online every day. And he, he said he radicalized himself in, those, in, a, in that time period. This is what I'm like. It's, it's a bad time as far as people being misinformed, already having issues, and we're kind of mm. coming to grips with the mental health thing, but it's still it's kind of slow. Um, we're still we're still learning. And then now instead of busting in doors and and killing people and going on a killing spree, they just go to where the, the next public event is and take out their violence that way. Mm. It's the same thing. You're just getting in a different form now because it's 20 fucking 22. Wow. I got nothing for that one. I, was, I got to process that one. I didn't even think hey, that's, that's a... Interesting perspective. Um, hmm. Well, all right. We're going to just try to lighten up there. Uh, Okay. So, not necessarily Chicago anymore, but can we give some props to Jimmy Buckets? Jimmy Buckets keeping them in in the series. I don't know if they're going to win. I mean, I think Boston's a better team, but he put on a crazy... Really? He pissed me off. You know, I... I don't like Miami at all. Really? I didn't know that. They're very annoying. <laughs> I do not like Miami. I've never, I've, I haven't liked Miami since since the big three. I haven't liked Miami. I'm curious. Like, is it just the way, like, what is it about Miami that you don't like? Um, The self-importance and... The self-importance. Yeah, they think that they're the reason why LeBron James won his championships. And I would say that 
LeBron James is the reason why you won those championships, but mm. they completely disagree. Um, they're annoying fans. Boston's pretty annoying too. <laughs> but I can't stand Miami, bro. I cannot. You don't belong here. Like you're not even a major market. You're a vacation town. Like you got lucky with LeBron just because he wanted a vacation for the next four years while he played <laughs> basketball. Like <laughs> you, you got Dwayne Wade, a Chicago kid. And I just, I don't like Miami, bro. But they showed Dwayne Wade a lot of love. Oh, yeah, that, that's fine. Like, I don't, I got no beef towards Dwayne Wade. No Dwayne Wade slander will come from me. I don't like Miami. I don't like Miami Heat. All right. So, <laughs> do you, I guess I'm curious. So, do you think the annoyance of the fan base can, you know, for example, explain why some people historically have issues with Golden State? Yes. Well, you know what? Golden State is more than just a fan base. That ownership group is annoying. Mm. They pray, they pray, they think that they're better than everybody else. When really, you just just like everybody else, you luck up on players. Like that's what the you whole league the is about. You luck up on that team. The all this is luck. Like yeah. for one player to be better than the other, based on pedigree. Like they all come from college programs where they're the man. They all come from high school programs where they're the man. For them to pan out in the league, it's really a lot of luck. And for you to think that you're ahead of somebody else because you have Steph Curry, who, when you first got him, couldn't stay on the court because his ankles were made out of paper clips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't, you're not better than anybody else. But that make me hate you. I don't like them. I don't like the Lakers because they feel like they're the shit, even though they ain't won shit in a really long time. You won that bubble championship, but I don't count that. Um, you, have, you haven't won shit in a very long time. And you're the team that took grabbed LeBron James and you've done nothing with him to the point where you pretty much sapped out his his last years of his prime. I mean, y'all trash. He's I don't like the Celtics. Those fans are annoying. They think that they run the league, but really, y'all ain't really run one shit in a long time. And the last time y'all did win anything, y'all had to go grab Kevin Garnett and some back deal deal between two old teammates with Kevin McHale. And Danny Ainge, you don't think I know about that shit, but y'all was in the back in the, in the back rooms trying to make sure your buddy won some championships in Boston. So why? I see you. Just out of curiosity, why are you not I'm a sports journalist? Because <laughs> like, I, I don't have a passion for it like that. I just know shit. Bro, you I know a lot of shit. You look how you perk up. Every time we talk about sports, you go to like a different gear. Like you're, you're like when I talk about psychology, I go to a different gear too. Well, that don't mean together. I want to be a psychologist. Weave them together. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, no, all right, okay. So then we got we wrapping it up now. So I'm gonna do some rapid fire. Uh, since we were talking about Miami, Liberty City, West Palm Beach isn't that far. There was a story that's getting a little bit of buzz about a mother who is has gone viral for putting fake tattoos on her one year old and dressing them up. Child abuse. Like, <laughs> child abuse. That's child abuse. Why are you Why are you tattooing? Well, the they're, baby? Fa- they're fake. I don't even tattoos. understand piercings on a baby. They're fake. That's tattoos. bad enough. They're fake. Like they 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 aren't real tattoos. Still child abuse. <laughs> okay. Her notion. Because what, what are we growing up like? What are we teaching? Like, let this let this little boy have his own. Like, I don't understand why we want to put grown shit on kids so quickly. We want to put. I I want to go into the, to the topic I want to broach with the whole kids thing, like giving the autonomy of go off what sex they want to be. Like, Uh-oh. no, they're kids. They can't make these type of decisions. Mm. Then their their brains aren't developed enough to tell you 
what they need to be or what they want to be for the rest of their life. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I was fucking 15. How the fuck is a five-year-old or a 10-year-old going to tell you how to, what they want to be? Mm. Yeah. They don't even know about sex yet. I just, I read a story the other day about somebody who had uh, transitioned at the early age, mm-hmm. was transitioning back mm. around, the, around their 30s. Oh, wow. That's got to be rough. Like, I just don't think, I think we should just chill. Like, I understand we all want to be grown. I'm not against, I'm not against anybody of the LGBTQ community, but I think we just need to let chill and let kids be kids, let them run around and play instead of wrestling these heavy topics, like their own gender identity, let them come into that their own. When they decide, I, I need to have a conversation about how I feel. It's usually should be around puberty, not a five or 10 year old, but around puberty. Then we should have conversations and we should go to therapy. We should really have real good conversations about where this child is mentally and where the child wants to be and where the child should be. But trying to make these decisions on our own and also have the child be have the autonomy? No, they don't have, they're not adults. Mm. Okay. Because um, you made me think, I don't know if we talked about it like previously, there was a story of the teachers that got in trouble, I forget where it was, because they had started, like, a alliance for, like, you know, it was, like, a grade school, I think. You know, they started, like, a, a group for, like, the kids of who identify, you know, as LGBTQ, you know, the whole acronym. Um, they had gotten hot water because audio had got released from a conference they had where they were essentially talking about how to recruit kids. It was more of the context of they felt like there's something like identifying kids who they think may be kind of in that space and then sort of drawing them into this environment to be for it to be supportive. But it, parents are like, wait a minute, so you guys are targeting kids to come into this space? And that's not what I think the teachers meant, but when you actually like see the transcript, it does sound bad. It's like... Ugh. Well, you speak of Florida. I think uh, a Florida congresswoman said that some of these places are looking to recruit children because gays can't reproduce, so they have to recruit. She said, "I'm not that. I don't know. That sounds like we're getting into that weird territory, or it's, it's getting Jason Whitlock territory. So I'm stay away from that. Exactly. Way. That's that's what the that's what the right does. It's just gibberish. I'm like, just mm. to to scare people off of a point or whatever. That's Look, not a little crazy. They don't have to recruit because people are born that way. So they don't have to have gay babies or have you know what I'm saying? Like they don't." <laughs> That's dumb. So just a wild notion to be. It's dumb. Like that's that's another thing. Politicians, as I've grown older, I guess because I've grown older, or maybe they just got dumber. They say the dumbest shit, bro. <laughs> the dumbest shit. And I'll be like, bro, you went where? You went to Yale, Harvard, and you came out talking like that? You're you're an idiot, bro. Well, mission accomplished. I went to Yale, Harvard. I've got the like the on my resume, I got the connections. I'm good here. I'm learning thing. <laughs> uh okay. So Grandpa is coming for your job. Uh, because of the booming labor market, a lot of people are unretiring and coming back. So you better watch out. That's sad. Well, it's, the, it's like like a, money. I guess the money is like yeah, I know. turn off. I know. I just feel like, um, man, retirement's important, y'all, man. Save up for retirement. Because that having to go back to work as a grandfather and listen to some 19-year-old while you flipping fries... <laughs> 
Oh, burgers. <laughs> that's that sucks, bro. Like, mm-mm. Hey, I'm, you think the best they can do is to flip burgers? Oh, a Walmart greeter. Dang. Oh, ageist. No. Um. What type of job are they trying to get, though? Like, you talking about like? Uh, the article tech jobs didn't go like into like great detail, but I guess the labor market overall is just. It's because of the shortage, like, companies are paying more money, so people were like, hey, I'm coming out of retirement. I'm coming back, baby. Suit up. One more ride. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I feel like you just enjoy your latter, your latter years, but Some we people, all can't save them as much money as we want to save just based off of incomes and yeah. life circumstances. I understand that, but... Yeah, I'll buy Gucci belts. That's, that's, when I hear that, I just that's it just makes mm. me sad. The granddad has to work. Mm. One thing uh, not on the docket, did you know there are tiers of fatness? There's like a fat rankings. Yep, yep. Uh, apparently, within the <coughs> plus-size community, they now want to further identify because they feel like fat's too generic of a term. It doesn't really capture the experience of everyone who, you know, who's larger. So apparently they've they got... call them fat. They've got a uh, small fat... That's anyone who wears, I believe it's one to two X, who could be considered overweight. If you're two to three, you're medium. If you're like four to five, you are, I think it's big. I forget they are super fat. And then if you're five plus, you're infinite fat or something like that. It's what? it's interesting because it, it I was I saw something on um. It was either it may have been Twitter, it may have been Instagram, I forget. Where it was like they had it was like some kind of call. And the woman goes, Who's the small fat speaking for the rest of us? You have privilege. You shut your mouth. I was like, wait, what is she talking about? It, the Damn, term threw me off. A hierarchy amongst the fat. I thought it was a parody. I was like, okay, this is probably a parody. But I was like, what, what is small fat? So I looked so it up. How does the wait what you call it in Thano fat? Info fat or info tea fat or info something. Fat. How does the info fat person feel? Like you're like infinity fat. Well, like you're like fat <laughs> times infinity. I, my understanding of reading this is there are biases and privileges that the smaller people who are still considered fat get over those who are larger. So the smaller fat people can't truly understand um, or truly speak to the experiences of the larger. Large you know what people. I you know what I think of when I hear this? What is that? Skin colors. Mm. That's all it sound like. Huh. No light skin. You is black too. They don't <laughs> like you either. You's a nigga like the rest of us. Wow, okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. You're not gonna carry you one favor, you house nigga. You damn. <laughs> you sound like uh Samuel Jackson's character in school day. That no, that I sound like them fat people. And what is that? What is that? What, 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 did you, what did you say? The smaller one, small fat was small it? The fat. house fat. They're they're loud in the parties, <laughs> wearing regular size clothes. Oh no! <laughs> oh, what? Per- the rest of you motherfucker, they they can get on planes and catch flights, but and you mad about it? You were teasing, but essentially part of that is yes, because they are not being discriminated against because they are of what society deems a more acceptable size. I was like, it just hey, blew me away. I was like, I know this is a thing. I was like, wow. I don't mean to fat shame. Yeah, you do. I just think it's stupid to create a hierarchy <laughs> amongst yourselves, amongst fat folks, to fat shame 
this, like to shame the smaller person into feeling more regular than the rest of y'all. And the, the person that's small fat ain't trying to shame you for being a, a big look, look, a, t- a rotund, <laughs> infant fat, what you say, infant fat? Yeah, I've made a mispronounce it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like infinite, infinite. Infinity, infinity fat, fat. yeah. Infinity fat. Like yeah. she's not, she's not make, trying to, or he isn't trying to make you feel like shit about being infant fat. You just want to shame her. They might because she can wear, they might regular clothes and you can't. They might say, you know what? I can go to the Gap and I can still get pants. You fat fuck. Where are you going? Maybe <laughs> I don't know how that works. It's that's, like I didn't know. Ill. I'm going to read more because I was like, wait, this is like interesting. This is like it's a real thing. thing. I was y'all just, all fat, but you know, but. You could say maybe someone who, according to science, should be in the 150s, 160s, who may be like, you know, 200. Okay, they're overweight, they're obese, or whatever, you know, the term would be. They're going to have a different experience than someone who's like 600 pounds. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm fat. So, hey, welcome. Woo! Exactly. uh, Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, The very last thing, what was that? Uh, where is that? Where is that? Nah, I don't really care about that one. It's more of a, it looks like BLM, BLM National is learning. Now they're in the big leagues when it comes to like money. So they're just getting like a lot of scrutiny. It, we already talked about the stuff with like the properties and all that. But apparently, you know, more information is coming out of things that may not really be a problem. But it's kind of because of like the climate or how people are kind of view not-for-profits. Or at least they're not-for-profit. People are uncomfortable with some of the sums of money that contractors or people related to the family are, are getting paid. Everything gets sucked into politics now. It's politics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just point finger pointing and mud slinging. It's yep. politics. That's what they did. They entered the political landscape for real, for real. And now there's something you got to deal with. Um, I don't necessarily. I don't know. Black BLM has kind of. I've heard a lot of black people voice their separation from BLM as far as I have to. the entity. It's Black Lives Matter all day, but as far as like the entity, the they agenda, want to separate those two yeah. things. Um, so. Yeah, I agree. I think I was kind of, well, I agree with the core of what the organizations, national and local, stand for. I do admit when they started to sort of play with some of the other things they wanted to incorporate I wasn't a fan when they started talking about I understood it like denormalizing the nuclear family or something like that or deconstructing and I know they took it down after they people were like whoa you might mean to be more inclusive but it sounds bad Um, once you became a political a political entity to me um, once you started being recognized that way you started pushing a liberal agenda, and it's like, okay, okay. This isn't just Black Lives Matter, because for us, the nuclear family is very important. It's something we kind of want to get back together a little bit, because we've been missing a, a big part of our nuclear family for a very long time, called the father, for a lot of us. So that's important to us. So to hear we want to denormalize the nuclear family, I just like, okay, that's weird. When did that happen? And I get it. What they mean, like they want to include, like you know, uh, same-sex couples who have families. I got it, but when you read it, it was like mm, it comes off. It comes off a little bad. It came off a little bad. But they, mm-hmm. in fairness, they did correct and like, all right, we get we get the pushback. It's not what we meant. 
take it down. But I agree. Once it got really political, I'm like, okay, I'm going to step back. Hands but, on. all right, on that note, uh, are you going to see Top Gun? Uh, no. Um, I'm anti-Tom Cruise these days. Whoa. Really? Uh, if you know about his Scientology shit, it's ugly. Um, it's not just what you believe in. They actually do weird culture shit. Mm. Um, and I don't think he's that great of an actor anyway. Wow. Um, although Top Gun is a classic, um, I kind of want to see it, but I'll wait until it come out on one of these streaming joints. No, I'm 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 waiting for uh, Game of Thrones. Actually, I've been and purposely ignoring anything about it because I just don't want it. I just like no expectations. I'll watch it if it's good. I'll enjoy it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I was harassing it just for the 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 release date. I just want to know the release date because mm-hmm. it was supposed to come out January first, and then it just got magically pushed back to some unforeseen date. Now it's August 21st, so now I'm excited about it. So that's well, what I'm waiting on. On that note, we Oh, are... real, real, real quick. How did you like the Batman? I thought it was average at best. Yeah, it was a little average. Hey. I thought it I thought it had really good potential. Same. I thought Zoe could have been a really good catwoman. And I thought that um the guy that played Batman could have been a really good Batman, but that shit didn't it didn't hit the way it's supposed to. Like it wasn't bad. I watched it twice. And I kept, I guess, waiting for, like, it to pick up. Like, all right, all right, we've got some good, like, pieces of the story here. It's going to, and it just never did for me. Yeah. So. It was, yeah. I I liked it, but I just, it wasn't Eh. what it should have been. It wasn't, you know what it wasn't? It wasn't a dark night. I give it a six. It wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie. It was all right. There I go comparing again. It was the the Ant-Man of the Batman movies. Which Batman movie do you think is the best Batman movie? Hmm. I mean, Dark Knight's probably the obvious choice. Um, Dark Knight? Dark Knight. I kind of like, uh, what was the one after the Dark Knight with Bane? I couldn't think of the name of it, so I was like, you know what? For interest of time, I'll just say Dark Knight. But that one, one, two. It's kind of. Yeah, it's like right there with the Dark Knight. Yeah, still don't like Bane. I still still think Bane's voice choice was kind of weird, but it, I liked it. I liked the sound, weird. He sounded like an I old like retiree, for, like an old foreign retiree. It was weird. It was anyway, not important. It sounded psychotic, is what it sounded like. Which everybody in Batman to me is a psychotic, even including Batman. I don't know. It sounded like that the pedophile's voice from Family Guy. Exactly. Good. Psychotic. Mess with kids. Coming like out of that big man, that's psychotic. Fair. See, I'm trying. To, I'm selling it to you. I'm no, selling it to I you. just don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, sure. But uh, on that note, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, you know. We'll check you out ne- uh, next time. I'm, I'm trying to get down there, man. I looked up the train schedules. No train schedule coming out of where I'm coming from. It's ridiculous. Listen, man. Um. I just need a new car, and that's going to take me a little while. Hey, man, go ahead and get you a, a torch sale or whatever it is and call it a day. <laughs> you always do this to me. You don't got to get you a tur- Go get you a Passat. Go get yeah. You, go, get you a, go get you a Cavalier. <laughs> go get you a Savvy A car Cavalier. is a car. 
Get your smart <laughs> card. <laughs> you and roll those windows down. Roll them. Don't hit the button. Roll those windows hey, down, man. man. Uh, oh, sorry. One thing I found super interesting, surprisingly, I didn't watch the whole thing. Kevin Samuels has a video from probably three years ago called Things Your Father Should Have Taught You, which I thought was really interesting, where essentially he says, you shouldn't say anything negative about women at all if you yourself are not taking certain steps as a man, career-wise, grooming, etc. So I was like, you know what? I think people who don't like him, if they were to watch that, they might have a different perspective. Because he was going pretty hard on the dudes in that one. He, he, he was going, like, super hard on them in that video. Hey. Yeah, I, you can miss me with that. Like, harsh judgments about what somebody can and can't say based on where they are in life. Mm. How about this? Y'all fat and y'all still at average. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, that's that. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> 